Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and from Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Sometimes things happen and they're just too wonderful, too overwhelming to believe that they're happening. When Karen and Ben got engaged, Karen called her mom with the good news. But her mom had a very strange reaction. Stop joking around, she said. This is not funny. Karen was perplexed. Didn't understand the reaction at all. So she insisted, but it just got her mom even more riled up. And finally she said, Mom, why are you reacting in this way? And she said, So this is not an April Fool's joke? Yes, it was April 1. It had never occurred to Karen that the date was April 1. And sometimes things are just too wonderful that when they happen, it's hard to believe. And when other people start saying, well, this isn't true, uh, it's easy to dismiss it. So then Karen thought, well, maybe it is an April Fool's joke. So she looked at her fiancé and said, April Fool's? And he said, April Fool's. And they both misunderstood. And so there was this big misunderstanding. Nobody knew what was going on. So finally, they, uh, they sorted it all out. But they didn't learn their lesson because everybody they told on April 1 said, stop joking around. Nobody believed them. Sometimes things happen that are so wonderful and so life-changing that they're hard to believe. Now, with that in mind, place yourself in the gospel lesson for today. Even though the temple had been rebuilt in Jerusalem, it had been 500 years since the glory of the Lord filled the temple. It had been 400 years since there was a prophet. The Lord had been silent. The people were waiting, watching and wondering for some sort of sign for God to do something, anything. And then what happens? An angel comes to a teenager, right? God sent a messenger, right? That's all angel means. The angel Gabriel to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name, as you know, is Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. Favored one. Mary was troubled at what kind of greeting this might be. She was perplexed and began to wander. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Why was Mary so troubled at the saying? She was a sinner. How will this be? That she, out of all people, will be called the favored one. And the angel assures her, you are, you have God's divine favor. God's grace is freely given, never earned or deserved. Whew, okay, makes sense now. He repeats this by telling her God had given his favor to her. And it took an angel to reveal that to her, right? She was distressed, 
when it first was spoken. It's interesting, though, because she seems to take the declaration of God's goodness without question. Yes, God's a good God. But the angel's not done. He's got even bigger, more unbelievable, better news. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and shall call his name Yeshua. And he will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Now there is a lot, a lot to unpack here. The angel tells Mary her child will be divine, right? Son of the Most High God. Gabriel confirms this when he tells Mary the child will be holy, the Son of God. He will be the Messiah, the fulfillment of the promise to David to set a king upon the throne whose kingdom will have no end, what it will last forever. And again, all of these wonderful declarations, she seems to accept and receive without question. So wonderful. She accepts it and receives it without question. But she does have one question. How? How? And she says why she has the question, right? Because I am a virgin. Thank God for this question. You know why I say thank God for this question? Because it eliminates any sort of idea that, well, no, no, they don't mean that. What they mean is uh, it's a maiden or a young girl. We know from the context that's not true. Not possible. But Mary has a point. Takes two to tango. All the other miracle babies, like Isaac or Samuel or even John the Baptist, were miraculous, yes, but had two human parents. Uh, this is different. Nothing is, has been like what Gabriel is talking about and promising to Mary. How will this be? Great question. The angel tells Mary, and thankfully, Luke records it and we get to hear it too. How will this be? The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. And then comes the most wonderful news of all. For nothing will be impossible with God. Notice that the angel doesn't give us a scientific answer. He doesn't reveal how the biology is going to work. He simply proclaims the power of God and how all things are possible for him. But sometimes things are so wonderful and life-changing that it's hard to believe. And I'm not saying Mary didn't believe it. But try telling this to someone else, anyone else, considering the conditions at the time. 
the 500 years of no glory in the temple, the 400 years of no profit. Try telling someone else, hey, I'm pregnant. Oh, yeah, uh, and by the way, uh, it's from the Holy Spirit. Oh, and by the way, the child will be the Messiah. And oh, by the way, the child will be divine. Oh, and by the way, yes, I'm still a virgin, right? All the things that were promised and said to her. That the Davidic throne will have a king forever and ever and ever. There's multiple promises here. I can't imagine how Mary must have felt. But it must have been amazing. Peace and joy that this child will bring. And it is right for us to do that as well, to consider that. Because it is in Him and Him alone that we have God's undeserved favor. For this child comes to take your sin and my sin upon Himself and paying the price for them all. That's why He comes. He will redeem Israel and He will redeem you. And He has. He will purchase all people back with His holy, precious blood and innocent suffering and death. And we rejoice in that. And that is the focus. But another important aspect in this whole thing is Mary and her God-given faith. As the angel speaks God's message, God's word to her, it is the power of salvation for all who believe. Um, there's a, a Arthur Just who wrote a commentary on Luke and says Mary's the first Christian. Makes sense. It is the power of salvation for all who believe. It is good news. It accomplishes the purpose of God with no human cooperation. That's how the Bible speaks. Mary not only believes that her child will be who the angel declares, Mary recognizes God has incorporated her into his plan of salvation. The faith she has shown is remarkable, perhaps even reckless. Because she doesn't hesitate. She doesn't balk. She doesn't make excuses. The news that she has been told is simply too great. So Mary says to Gabriel, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. But again, how will the world react? How will the world react? How would you react? Will they think it just a cruel joke? Well, we know even during Jesus' ministry, many considered it to be a hoax, right? After all, it's just too wonderful. It's too life-changing to believe. Now, I would like to know how uh, Mary explained this to Joseph. And maybe Joseph thought it was a cruel joke. At the very least, I think that thought has to go through his head and he's going to think what any rational human being would think. So uh, what ends up happening, right, is he plans to divorce Mary quietly, right? Doesn't want to put her to shame. Definitely doesn't want her to get stoned for adultery. So he plans to divorce Mary quietly. That is until an angel tells him about this child to be born who will be the savior of the world. Guess what? Uh, Joseph is an early Christian too. 
An angel of the Lord appears to him, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son. You shall call his name Yahweh is salvation, Yeshua, for he will save his people from her sins. And just like that, the power of the Most High overshadows Joseph. And he believes. He believes. Corrupted by our sinful nature, we too do not take the word of God as true good news either. Too good to be true at best, but by nature we scorn and despise the message, especially the call to repentance and faith. So how do we receive it? How is it possible? With God, all things are possible. Take heart. In your baptism... The Holy Spirit came upon you and the power of the Most High overshadowed you and you were born from above. John 3. Not of the flesh, for the, for the flesh gives birth to flesh, but of the Spirit. And the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. God chose you and God picked you to be incorporated into his saving work. To receive all his blessings through the Christ. To receive the salvation that he has come to bring. He chose you to hear and receive and believe his word. And by the power of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit alone, he grants you faith. This time of year we pray, we sing, O little town of Bethlehem. And there's a verse. And it's a prayer. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in, be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels that great glad tidings tell. O come to us, abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel. The angel did not promise that you would bear Christ like Mary, but through word and sacrament, Jesus does come to you and works in you and dwells with you and in you. How great our joy. Like Mary, the Holy Spirit, the message of the gospel, helps us not to think this is too good to be true. It has to be true because God is so good. And it even brings us to rejoice and declare like Mary that we are favored. That the Lord is with us. That we don't need to be afraid. Even when the world condemns us, rejects us, mocks us for our faith. It's too good to be true. No, it's not. We confess along with Mary. Of God, Emmanuel, with us. That he is with us and dwells with you and in you. We join with Mary, saying, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Amen. Now may the peace which transcends all human understanding guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.